representing Marion Design Co. We're just two people, but there are dozens of people in this audience who have been a part of Marion Design Co. at one point or another, either as an intern or a volunteer on the project. I would love for those people who have been a part of us to just stand up. Would you mind doing that? Yeah. Come on. I know there's a lot of shy people out there who aren't standing up, but thank you so much for your investment. My name is Wendy Puffer. I've been teaching here for 17, 18 years, something like that. Um, and I lead the Design for Social Impact program. And I'm Herb Vincent Peterson. I'm the coordinator of Graphic Design Program, Associate Professor of Design. And I've been teaching here for almost four years. And I get to work with Wendy. <laughs> we want to start out this morning by asking you one question. How do you define local? Is it just a popular catchphrase when you pair it with another word? Things like local food, local business, buy local. <laughs> when you think about the definition of local, what does it mean to you? Think about that. Seriously, take a minute. It's okay, we've got plenty of time. I think they said 30 minutes on the clock. We only have two slides. Webster defines local as characterized by or relating to a position in space, applicable to part of a whole, serving the needs of a particular district. We'd like to tell you a couple stories about how local plays out in individuals' lives. This is Theaster Gates. Gates is a contemporary artist who was born and raised in Chicago and where he continues to work uh, to this day. Uh, Gates's work has been shown in major museums and galleries all around the world. And his work deals with issues of urban planning, religious space, and craft. He's committed to the revitalization of poor neighborhoods through combining of urban planning and his basic art practice. His art making in is in constant response to the very neighborhood in which he lives. His work reactivates spaces by the way in which he defines local. These two houses that you see behind me right here are actually the same building structure. Gates's Dorchester projects utilize blighted and broken and vacant spaces to breathe new life through community. From listening to jazz together or watching films that are vital to culture, these spaces begin to address big questions while being situated in a small neighborhood. This particular house actually uses uh, a lot of reclaimed materials that came from other broken houses. So there's this beautiful, sustainable, and cyclical way of creating sculpture uh, in, in this particular place. Um, people, neighborhood uh, members were invited into this home in particular to listen to jazz. While riding on his bike to and from his studio every day, Gates would ride by what was once in this place, uh, kind of a broken down, blighted housing community that was slated to be completely demolished. That housing project uh, wasn't, didn't need to just stay as something that would become a broken land. But by defining his local and using his gifts and talents as an artist, Gates brought the right kind of people to the table, which is crucial, and helped revitalize these wonderful spaces, which are now home to market-rate housing, which is kind of amazing, low-income housing, and an in-house artist-in-residency program. Because of that, 
children in the local community can now experience art classes or dance classes and culture right within arm's reach in this particular gallery, which is nestled right in the middle of these amazing homes. Another major part of the Dorchester projects is this one called the Stony Island State Savings Bank. It was left for ruin and was also going to be destroyed. It's literally one block away. <laughs> and because of Gates's action of defining local, he was able to gather people and bring this space into a new, vibrant library, music recording studio, and a place for culture to expand. What, what, what was once an eyesore has become an amazing gift to those in his neighborhood and those who now come to visit, which are many. The Aster is revitalizing and reviving his neighborhood through his definition of local and the presence that he has among the many living near him. Let me introduce you to Emily Politon. She's an author, designer, architect, social designer, and she's passionate about empowering people, especially community members, to help their local community. In a place she called home for two years, Bertie County, North Carolina, she helped revitalize the community. The county was sparsely distributed with 20,000 people. It was filled with blight and poverty and poor performing schools. There was no shared community. People were working out of silos. It was the poorest county in the state. More buildings on the downtown were vacant than were filled. There's no coffee shop, no bookstore, not even a Walmart. Not a Walmart? Only 8% of the people in the county had a bachelor's degree or higher. She was invited by the superintendent of the school to help with some challenging design problems. And so she fixed some of those problems within the school, but she found through her education and through her love for kids that she wanted to engage them as a part of the educational process. So they built a pole barn where they brought students every day and taught them skills. They almost kind of brought back the workshop of, of the schools. Her design process takes, takes you through a six-step process. And the two things that I want to highlight are two that we really adhere to, especially. First of all, that design is with and not for. And then secondly, that they start locally and then they scale globally. So it's about the people who live there, the people who play, call that home. And from that place of home, that locality, it expands beyond those borders. In this project, after she was there for two years, she has stepped back to Berkeley where she is continuing to teach and make an impact in students' lives. Here you see a project where uh, the students were a part of rethinking the classroom and expanding the space of the classroom. So she used three shipping containers and expanded the interior and exterior of this space just by working with those students. And they went in and built the spaces and it was all their design itself. So she empowered the community. She loved to empower students to think locally and scale globally. So she's empowering students to think beyond her borders, beyond their borders, so that it expands to the whole world. This is our local, Marion, Indiana. It is the true crossroads of America. I don't know if you know this, but it was once slated to be the metropolis of the Midwest. Did you know that? 
We had great natural resources and vibrancy that brought people from all over. We built an amazing college that one day became an amazing university. Our downtown had intense vibrancy where locals ate, shopped, and enjoyed multiple theaters, believe it or not. <laughs> multiple, multiple, not just one, multiple theaters, like four or five, I think we found, we've found. Hotels and places to create long-lasting experience. We began to develop industry. However, and while our story at first sounds quite amazing, something happened, something took place that changed our story. Our natural resources ran out sooner than what we expected, and our industry actually began to leave us. This has been affecting us up to just the past handful of years. And sadly, one day in 1930, we became known as the last public place in America where a lynching took place. I know it's heavy. But more than 15,000 people gathered on our square to witness this and forever marked our local story. While our story may be tough to swallow, I know, I'm sorry, we cannot dismiss and rewrite our history. Unfortunately for many, when they see this, our local, our now local, they see blight and decay even death. They see a story of lynching, a story of poverty, a story that to them doesn't always have a future. But let me ask you, what if, what if right now we could, we could choose today to re-see what's behind us right here, what's all around us? What if these vacant spaces were no longer vacant? What if they were beautiful ice cream shops where you could have that amazing first date? Or uh, a great place to go buy a bicycle? I want a bike shop. Or a really great place to eat a juicy, fat steak. Sorry, vegans. <laughs> we believe that new stories are able to be made by drafting how we choose to define local. We also believe that when you define what local means to you, you become fully responsible to that definition. And to be responsible means being fully present. Being present truly is the key. I've lived here for 26 years. I raised my kids here. When we moved here, I was pregnant with my second child. Marion's been our home. We lived on campus, in fact, where the library is. We lived in that residence hall when Keith was an RD. When, um, after we moved from there, we moved into a house where Maxwell now sits. And then we moved to a house where alumni building still sit, now sits. So we moved from place to place in this place we called home. Eventually, we moved up north where we live in this wonderful A-frame house where we raise our kids that's lined with green, evergreen trees and a neighborhood and cornfields. And that became our home. And even though I've run my design business through, from this place, it very much is a place of home. But I can't say that I was necessarily present during that entire time. In fact, 
Many times on the weekends, we didn't eat here, you know, we didn't dine here, we didn't go shopping here. We would travel to Indianapolis or Fort Wayne or Kokomo, all of those places within proximity, because we, wouldn't, we weren't necessarily present on the weekends. This was home, but we weren't present. A little less than four years ago, my wife and I were called from Los Angeles to Marion so I could take a job to teach design at this amazing university. Upon coming here, I remember very vividly being driven around with Rod Crossman, and <laughs> he asked me point blank, do you see what you are about to get yourself into? And I saw vacant spaces and broken buildings, um, broken sidewalks, maybe what many of you see. And something inside of me clicked. Wow, there's so much to do here. There's so much that can actually happen. I wonder what would happen if this became my local. And so as I began my first year of teaching, I actually became really disgruntled with myself, um, agitated at best, because God was truly tugging at my heart. We See, we teach design uh, not just out of this idea that it's about creating beautiful pictures and aesthetics, but that design is for the world. It's for good. It's for people first and, and foremost. It should always be done intentionally and meaningfully. And so while I was teaching this in my classroom in this beautiful context of this amazing, well-privileged university, I couldn't help but to feel as if I was contradicting myself when right around me in my local there was this world that was begging to be uh, helped. It was right across the street. It was right there. I had to ask that question again, like we're asking you. What did local mean to me? While God was uh, obviously speaking to both Wendy and I at different places within our lives, uh, he also spoke to our colleague and good friend Luke Onspach, who's in the audience over there. He's hiding right now. Who also chose to be obedient to God's calling on his life, to uproot from California, Los Angeles, and to move back to Marion in search of teaching students through experiences, loving our community, and redefining his true understanding also of what local meant. It was very evident that at that particular moment, God was at work doing big things, calling us into something giant that we had no clue about. Until three years ago, when Marion Design Co. began, on the downtown square in Marion, in a blighted empty bank building on the corner of 3rd and Washington, we placed ourselves in an amazing with an amazing team of designers and began looking into the faces of the community members and making ourselves present every day. Being present on that square helped change our perspective. Without a real plan, but made aware of a real need, we began with 17 students, that empty bank building that Wendy just told you about, one 20-foot-long table which weighed, I think, 80,000 tons. And I have to say this publicly, I was very happy that I was on vacation the day they moved it from the second floor 
to the first floor. And an amazing amount of community members who were willing to take a risk alongside us. As we began to define our local as educators and students who practice design, and through these amazing connections with our students, community members, we began a project that brought Iwu, the city of Marion together, and the people of Marion together in this most amazing unified place. We began to hear each other, we began to listen, and we began to rewrite our local story. Marion Design Co. exists to revive, empower, and propel community forward by creating sustainable design solutions developed through those educational and collaboration pieces with our students and our community members. These are some of our amazing interns. I think Wendy's in that picture too. Oh, and so am I. Cool. <laughs> From this place on the downtown square, we invited government leaders, police officers, teachers, pastors, different clubs, uh, different community members. Uh, we heard stories. We served lunch. It's amazing how many times we served lunch with no money. <laughs> and how many times we asked lots of questions and had people take post notes up on the wall to tell us what their thoughts were. We would often be sitting in the bank doing our research and someone would wander in with a check in their hand <laughs> because they thought we were still Salem Bank. They never gave us that check. We tried. Yes. Not once, <laughs> not twice, but every time. Can you believe that? But we gained something even more valuable than the check. We received a story. And oftentimes those stories were really painful. But the gift was that we got to step into the story with them. And so we got to be that listening for, ear for them. And we got to be that person who said, we hear you. And sometimes we had a chance to actually respond in a way that helped change their day and make it happier. In this photo, what you see are all of the community leaders from every single neighborhood association in Marion gathering around that 20-foot table, which I promise you grew from 20 feet to 40 feet to 5 feet to 10 feet, depending on the number of individuals that were visiting us any given day. At this particular moment, I remember very vividly just the amount of cattiness and energy from every single person sitting at this table, sharing stories while breaking bread. What an amazing experience. As students and educators, our presence has gradually affected the city. Our perspective has changed, and the city's perspective is changing. Meeting with locals who have lived here all their lives to locals who have recently moved here and call it home, we're building relationships They'll allow us to change the narrative of a place from negativity and discouragement to one of hope and vision. While it may look like uh, a logo or a website that you might have seen, uh, Marion Design Co.'s work is really beyond the design itself. It's rooted in, like what Wendy's been saying, real relationships. Our local presence means that we've been able to, through God's grace, by working in us and through us and for us, to bring pop-up galleries, to bring a jazz night to our downtown environment, to have a thing called Marion Cinema House, where we get to also show amazing films that provoke and provoke, 
Wow, I just lost provoke my word. Provoke thought. Pro yeah, provoke thought. Thank you. I was putting <laughs> those two together. And allow us to engage again in multiple ways with our community members. We also have a resource design library that is in partnership, hopefully, with the, the public library to help them have access to design books and art books. A potential maker space where we can teach our community members ways of thinking about rapid prototyping, building in 3D models, or creating some kind of amazing design and actualizing it, maybe even turning that into uh, some kind of viable business. We also have this dream for a tool library. This is a funny one. Henrik Soderstrom, who's in the audience, will speak to this. But we have a dream to be able to offer tools of all kinds to our community members, who many of them actually need, where they could come, learn how to use that tool, check it out just like a real library, take that tool back to their home or wherever it might be, utilize it to, for the benefit of their need. This space allows us, because we are defining a new local, for students to conduct classes in so many new ways. When we bring our gifts and talents alongside others with gifts and talents who love a place called home, such as here, it propels vision and it empowers people. So it truly is beyond design. It is purely about the people first. So let me repeat what he just said. When we bring our gifts and talents alongside others with gifts and talents who love a place called home, it propels vision and empowers people. In Jeremiah, we read about another situation where people were displaced into a city that became a new local for them. As they were exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem, God commands them to build homes, to plan to stay, mm. to plant gardens, to eat the food they produce, to multiply, to have children and grandchildren. <laughs> he tells them to dwindle, don't fall away, prosper. In the scripture it says, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Go to the margins. We have another question for you. Sorry, it's our job, we're professors. How are you present? Think about it, really. How are you present right now? In this moment? Can you feel your feet against the floor? Your back against your seat? Is your head down because you're tweeting right now? How are you present? I know what you're doing. We all get it. It's really hard to be fully present. It's even harder, I think, to be fully present as a student when you're stretched in so many different places and ways. Some of you right now are sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? Some of you are thinking, I just got to get through this week. I totally understand that. Some of you are actually thinking about graduation, yet you just got here. Kind of funny. <laughs> we spend more time thinking about what's next but not what's right in front of us. When we truly become present in this moment, it's amazing what God will do. But what if, <laughs> again, what if you chose to really define that local like we've asked you to, 
And because of that, you make yourself fully present here in this very moment. What if you could be here now? So could being here now mean finding the exit? Do something. (laughs) Do something good. In order to do good, you have to first do something. So step off this campus. Meet people. Look in their faces. Get to know them. Meet Barry at Jerry's Leather Shop. Or Juan at La Charita's. Or Katie at CSA. Or get to know the individuals who have been here for a short time but call this home for them. Brian Fry, Jared Nelson. There are many people in this audience who are new to this community and are calling it home and fully embracing and being present here. Get to know them. Or think about people who have graduated from here but have come back. Nathan Bazellan, Sophie Stewart, Mm. Madison Mosier. Those people who now call this place home. It's easy, right? Because you are all college students. It might feel like this experience is fleeting. Maybe you go home on the weekends. Maybe you're just excited to go back to wherever it is once you're done with your four years. But the truth is, you are here now also. How you define that local, hopefully, will open your eyes to a whole new way of being present. When you look out past what exists here in this community, meaning Iwu community, there may be ways in which God could use you as an asset that you have no clue about yet. But no matter how you define it, what local means to you, or how you choose to allow God to make you fully present, wherever it is that that is, or wherever it is that you go, or wherever how you do that, please, we beg you to heed this amazing advice. Do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people, please underline people, you can, as long as ever you can. Somewhere online that says that was John Wesley, We can't prove it, so we say we think. (laughs) Thank you. Let me close this by praying. God, thank you so much for calling us to this place. And it is just a place to dwell, but yet um, it's the people that make it home. So help us to know what that presence Mm -hmm. means. Help us to know what it means to make ourselves available to do good. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about just being, but we've got to do something. Mm -hmm. So I pray for each person in this room that however you cause them to be prodded or not, that you would be present in that place Mm -hmm. and that we would listen to you. Thank you for the privilege of living here in Marion. In your name I pray, amen. You are free to go.